0: This is the Top of the Mountain Podcast with Jimmy Pilato, your home for RMAC weekly updates on D2Football.com. Now, here is your host, Jimmy Pilato. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I know I missed last week. It is the Top of the Mountain Podcast. My name is Jimmy Pilato. I apologize. Uh, schedule got a little bit out of whack, so I didn't get a chance to record an episode uh, but that will not happen again we will have the rest of the season covered and just because I I feel bad about missing out last week we will have a uh, much longer episode with two games of the week we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show but before you do that you can listen to the top of the mountain podcast on your favorite listening platform if you're listening on an app we appreciate it please leave a five-star rating and a review uh you can also now listen on iHeartRadio. that's something new that just happened as well as on d2football.com which is the sponsor website i write uh columns weekly for the d2football.com rmax section <clears throat> excuse me and uh, you can read those every single thursday follow at feo tv pod or at dago express if you want to keep up with everything else going on with the show we have a ton of football to get into so i deprived you guys last week let's get right back into it we're just going to take a quick look back at the scores from the weekend prior in that week seven matchup uh, excuse me in that week seven schedule and here we see for week seven colorado mesa beat fort lewis 55 to 3 not really a surprise there. South Dakota Mines and Colorado School of Mines in the Battle of the Engineers. Colorado Mines got a big 20-point victory, 44-24. Uh, CSU Pueblo fell to New Mexico Highlands in Las Vegas. To The, the Cowboys come away with a 7-point, 28-21 victory, holding off the CSU Pueblo comeback. Western got a big win. They move on to 6-1 now, ranked 24th in the AFCA uh, National D2 Rankings. So Western Mountaineers keep rolling on. 44-28 was their score in Gunnison over Black Hills. And then we had Shadron and Adams rounding out the weekend. Shadron winning by 10 over the Grizzlies. 45-35 Adams and Fort Lewis remain the two teams in the Armac that have yet to find a victory. And I want to talk about those two teams. I guess that'll be our topic until we get into the games of the week, but Fort Lewis and Adams State, while their records are the same, they, you can kind of lump them in together. They're going to finish probably last and second to last in the RMAC standings when it's all said and done. Uh, these are two very different teams. I can't stress that enough. I don't want to be down on Fort Lewis or sound harsh. Uh, it's bad. It's really, really bad. They, the good thing about their season season is they only have four more times where they have to go out there and lose and then they can get on and figure out whatever happened this year and make sure that it doesn't ever happen again because the Skyhawks are not a team right now that are even close to being competitive. They wouldn't be competitive in NAIA or D3 this year. They're not ready to play, and it's evident. The people I talk to that play against them say it's evident. They don't want to be out there. It's unfortunate. Uh, you never want to see. This is kind of where injuries happen, so we hope nothing like that does End up happening, happening to Fort Lewis, but 55-3 to three to Colorado Mesa. I know Mesa is good, and we're going to talk about Mesa coming up later on in the show as well for their game coming up. But you can put up a fight. It's not against the rules for you to score. They've scored five touchdowns in seven games so far this season. And allowed over 3,000 yards... Adams State is putting putting together games where you can at least see them coming away with a victory. I think they could have uh, – Western gave them enough opportunities in the turnover category. Connor Desch threw four interceptions that game. Adams had a chance to win the Colorado Classic this season. Adams had the chance to beat a couple of the other schools, uh, Black Hills, who they lost by three, 45-42 uh, a couple weeks ago. They had a chance to win that game. Fort Lewis and Adams, I don't, I don't even know – We're going to get that matchup, and when that matchup does happen, that'll be my fulfillment. It's November 6th. That'll be my fulfillment for getting Fort Lewis a game of the week because I just want to see which one of these schools are actually going to come away with a win. And with with, with the way that things are going this year, I would predict that Adams is going to probably dominate Fort Lewis. Adams can put up points. There's a lot of schools. The RMAC Conference, yes, you have the Colorado Mines. CSU Pueblo in a normal year, Colorado Mesa, they're all normally very competitive, especially in the national sort of view. Colorado Mines moving up two spots in the D2Football.com rankings from number five to number three after their win last weekend. The RMAC scores a lot of points. Offense is at a premium, and when you can't score, you have no place. It's basically a lost season. You might as well not even come out. That's what we're seeing in Fort Lewis. Adams. It, a couple a couple things go a different way they're fin- sitting at probably 3 and 4 maybe um, possibly even 4 and 4 uh 4 and 3 they, they could have been in a much better situation than they have been lost their quarterback uh Busca, and I'm not quite sure what happened there <clears throat> a lot of good things for these teams to look forward to the only team at the moment after we've passed the halfway point where I can honestly look at and say I have no clue how they're going to be able to move forward, it would be the Fort Lewis Skyhawks. I would predict them to be picked dead last in next season's preseason rankings for the 2022 year. And when they finally do break this losing streak, because I think it's going to hit 11 games, once they finally do break that, uh, whoever ends up doing it, they got to keep around. Honestly, I don't know if this coach is going to be able to stick around after what is going on this season. Uh, Looking at some of the other teams in the conference, I'm interested to see Western. I'm not no longer interested to see whether or not they're going to be consistent and play well and win games. I think that this season they've proven they're just a good team. Uh, Josh Cummings, 200 yards again on the ground last weekend against Black Hills, 400 as a team. So the Mountaineers did exactly what they needed to and proved exactly who they were in that effort. I want to see what happens next season. Western has had success in the past. The 2016 year, 7-4, best record since the new millennium started, all that kind of stuff. Austin Eckler, uh, NFL superstar, led the offense that season. Everybody knows about the 2016 team. This is, funny enough, probably a better season than that. Obviously, it's a better season than that. And it's going under the radar. They haven't even cracked the D2 football rankings, the D2Football.com rankings on the website. Yet, here we are. Connor Desch has the guys going in the right direction. That defense with Todd Auer, the front seven, all deserve a whole lot of credit. I know I went head-to-head with a lot of those guys for four years. Lane Ferris, one of the best linebackers in the country in the Division II level. Will Lytle, a great nose guard, going to be a D-tackle that gets some looks at the next level, possibly professionally, whether that's in the NFL, XFL, when it comes back. Uh, spring League, he's going to have opportunities to continue playing. And then you have new guys showing up like Robbie Garlock, Carson Mandrell, uh, Wyatt Roth, all these all these great players that are stepping up for the Mountaineers. They're legit. I want to see them continue it into next season. They're going to have some holes to fill. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But they should, figuratively speaking, be able to repeat the success that they had this year. Black Hills, I like the way that they've been playing. They have a couple tough matchups, but... Honestly, this is better than what I was expecting from them. I had no clue what to expect from the Yellow Jackets coming in. I believe I picked them down near the bottom of my preseason rankings. Once we get to the end of the regular season, we'll go back through and I'll compare where exactly everybody did finish. But Fort Lewis, excuse me, Black Hills, great season and they're like Western, have to continue to show that this is going to be the norm, and, and then you got to start learning how to take the steps to get better. Black Hills has enjoyed only one other successful season where they were over 500, and that year started 7-0 where they lost the final four games. So they they have some history of success. They still don't necessarily know how to deal with it. South Dakota Mines, pretty much what we, what we thought coming in. Scores a lot of points. Defense never really shows up and then puts themselves in bad situations. Uh, not really sure what the hard rockers are going to do moving forward. This is their first season under a new head coach. Maybe things will differ. Obviously they need to do something different on the defensive side of the ball. But last thing that we'll talk about before we get into a little bit of a break and start talking about our games of the week, Uh, the CSU Pueblo upset given to them from New Mexico Highlands in Las Vegas, New Mexico, one of the wildest, check your phone after all the games happened. I think I, I looked up the RMAC scoreboard at about 10 o'clock that night. And seeing this final score put me put me in my place. I had no did not think that this was a possibility. I know New Highlands can score, but Pueblo has been led by their defense. I said last, last week in my, my column, Pueblo is going to suffocate this Cowboys offense. I was not necessarily wrong. I was wrong in the fact that New Mexico Highlands was the defense that was suffocating the opposing offense. CSU Pueblo was held under 100 rush yards by a team not in the top 25, because that was the excuse early on, is that they got held under 100 yards rushing. That was to Grand Valley State, and that was to uh, Texas A&M Commerce. Those are two national powerhouse teams. Got to kind of give them a break. Well, now where's your break? Because this New Mexico Highlands Cowboys defense was not winning them any games. They're 2-5 and as it is. You became the second team that Highlands beat in this season. I think Highlands could have probably had a better chance in the Colorado School of Mines game if there was not a, a weather delay. But this defense was not anything special. And you made it look special. Ramon Atkins is the player, if I were to start giving out a player of the week, Ramon Atkins gets my pick for player of the week throughout the entire conference, pulling up his stat line here. 252 yards passing and a touchdown, plus another 79 yards rushing and another touchdown. Three scores on his own, and they needed every single one of them. Uh, That was the major difference. CSU Pueblo, by the end of the game, had the chance to come back, and they'd they outscored New Mexico Highlands in the fourth quarter 11 to 7 but they weren't able to convert on 100 percent of their scoring opportunities they did have to settle for a field goal in the first quarter and that ended up being one of the major differences to where if you're going touchdown for touchdown with them you just get the ball at the end of the game we've seen Highlands lose that kind of game a million times you gave them every opportunity in this week to pull off the upset, and they took advantage of it. Hats off to the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. This is going to be interesting now for CSU Pueblo moving forward. Still only one conference loss, but this drops them to 4-3 and three on the season. They're going to finish 8-3 and three at best. And honestly, this is probably going to kick them out of the regional rankings. They're, pro- they're not going to get the second spot if there were to be one in the RMAC this year. It leaves the door wide open for Western Colorado, Colorado Mesa, uh, to possibly ride the coattails of Colorado Mines being the third ranked team in the country and being bumped up in those regional rankings. They still have the chance. If Colorado School of Mines blows up for the, the remainder of the season, I don't know. I don't think that it's going to. Western Colorado and Colorado Mesa right now are tied for who would pick up the conference title after that. You could say CSU Pueblo, but their overall record is lower than those other two teams. <clears throat> that Colorado Mesa Western Colorado game suddenly gets a lot more interesting especially given the fact the last two times the last time that those two teams have played was the walk-off field goal at the end of regulation by Chandler Davis for the first win by the Mountaineers in Grand Junction at Stocker Stadium since 2001 so that game had a lot of implications going into it it's got even more now with the way things have shaken out around the rest of the conference CSU Pueblo unknowingly open the door, but this is a big sign that maybe the Thunderwolves, we thought that they would just be able to reload and reload because that's what they did for seven years that they've been back, and now they're finally starting to see what it's like to rebuild a program when you lose as many studs as they have. Because it's not that they, they're they bad and they have young guys in positions that are important because they were a bad team. They had a lot of guys move on and go to the next level, and COVID ravaged everybody. It, it makes sense to have at least one team not be able, up to the level that we expected them to be based off of that. It's it's so crazy how everything has worked out in this 2021 season. But it's been great football so far. I'm excited to get into these two games of the week. First off, we will be talking about the Black Hills State Yellow Jackets. And they are taking on this week on Saturday the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys so the team that just had a huge upset going to Black Hills and seeing, seeing if they could pull off a similar fate this weekend I'll have to check the weather for that game as well this these these two teams have played in Black Hills before and that was a big blizzard and it really affected how they actually did end up playing in that game but that's what we're going to be talking about coming off of this break here on the Top of the Mountain podcast. Hey, what's up, D2Football fans? This is Jimmy Pilato. I am the D2Football.com RMAC Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference columnist, and I wanted to uh, get on here today and let everybody know that coming up here soon, very soon, we will be releasing our first episode this Friday. That is going to be September, and now I'm going to have to pull it up here, but it is going to be released this Friday, September 10th, And it will be a weekly 30-minute podcast where I talk about the biggest game of the weekend from the RMAC in last week and then look forward to the upcoming biggest game of the week and talk about players and different things going around in the Division II world of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Super excited to be writing for D2Football.com. And this podcast will be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms as well as over there on the actual website. D2Football.com is that website. Be sure to check out my columns that I've been writing and be sure to check out Top of the Mountain Podcast with myself, Jimmy Pilato, every Friday on the D2Football.com website. Alright, let's jump right into it. Welcome back to the Top of the Mountain podcast. We have our first game of the week going into week 8 of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference football season. That is the New Mexico Highlands University Cowboys coming off a huge win last week, hosting the CSU Pueblo Thunderwolves. They're going on the road up to Spearfish, South Dakota to play Black Hills State, the Yellow Jackets. and uh, It's going to be, I think, one of the tighter, tightly contested matchups between teams that we've seen in, in quite some time. I know the records are a little bit disparaging. Black Hills coming into the game at 4-3, and three, New Mexico Highlands at 2-5. and five. That really doesn't matter. We saw what New Mexico Highlands has in Ramon Atkins, a guy that can lead a team, will a team, to a victory over a much more dominant opponent. Black Hills and Highlands, talent-wise, dead even. Black Hills last weekend against Colorado, Western Colorado, they did well. I mean, the first quarter they came out slow, but they picked things up scoring 28 points in the final three quarters. However, they just weren't able to stack up to what the Mountaineers brought to them in the run game. I don't think that they expected to put, have 40, 400 yards put up on them in the game. I, I just don't think that that was a possibility. They did end up throwing for almost 400 yards as well between two quarterbacks, Aiden Willard and Tyler Hammonds. Not sure who's going to get the the start there, but either way, they're going to have to come in and produce right away. This New Mexico Highlands team is going to put up points. They're going to try and get up on you, and that's how they were able to win their game last week. Last week, the Cowboys came out, had a 21-10 lead at halftime. Only scored one other time in the rest of the game, but they were able to hold on just long enough. So that shows me... The the Cowboys are starting to realize if they can just make sure that the game is close, get out to a lead and make sure that it's close at the half, they'll be able to, to hang on. And Black Hills, they've shown that they can dominate the teams that they need to. They haven't really stepped up and beat a team that was on that next level. That could have been last week against Western, but it, it ended up not happening. And now we're looking at a situation where either of these teams win and it's going to be a big deal because... If Highlands wins, they're 3-5, and five. I think that puts them on a, on a good trajectory to possibly win out. And they would bump up a lot from where they were predicted in the beginning of the season. And if Black Hills loses, it drops them down to 4-4 four and, four and and 2-4 and four in the conference. That's That's a real bad year. For as good as it's been so far, that could change the course of the season in one game. So both these teams are going to be fired up. Uh, I do have a score prediction. We'll wait till we talk about the standings for that for for me to give you guys that. But this is going to be a, a very interesting matchup with the way everything happened last weekend. If you want to be sh- checking this one out, it'll be on the Armac uh, network, and it is going to be taking place at 1 p.m. So it's one of the one o'clock games. Uh, not as packed of a schedule as we normally have, but that'll be a fun one between the Cowboys and the Yellow Jackets. Alright, before we get into our last game of the week, wanted to get a chance here. You're going to hear from the partner of my other podcast, The Far End of the Bench, that I do weekly with my co-host, Nico Bryant. We are sponsored by MyBookie on that show, and I wanted to make sure we get the word out to you guys as well, because if you're a college football fan, you probably like to bet on sports, and MyBookie is the best place to do so. So let's hear from our sponsor of mine over at MyBookie, and then we'll get into the final game of the week when we come back here on the top of the mountain podcast when it comes to gambling you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck that's why i always bet with my bookie at my bookie you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions contests and more to find your winning bet right now when you make your first deposit with my bookie you'll instantly receive double your first deposit it's easy all you have to go to is mybookie.ag sign up use promo code BENCH all caps B E N C H and, and my bookie will double your first deposit up to $1,000. How's that for fast money? Use your extra funds to bet on the, this week's biggest games, including the battle between the Chiefs and Titans, where you have air airmail ball between Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. And then you have smash mouth football, Derek Henry. Oh, there's also basketball, too the bet on this week you can check out. Look for the score to run up quickly on any any of those games and I'll always bet the over. The promotion is only available for a limited time so don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code BENCH B E N C H and secure your double deposit bonus today. That's promo code BENCH B E N C H all capital so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything anytime anywhere with mybookie. This is the Top of the Mountain Podcast with Jimmy Pilato, your home for RMAC weekly updates on D2Football.com. Now, here is your host, Jimmy Pilato. Time to start talking about our final game of the week for the week 8 season in the RMAC. <clears throat> Excuse me, that is going to be the matchup between Colorado School of Mines undefeated and now ranked number three in the country. The Ore Diggers going to Grand Junction, Colorado to take on the Colorado Mesa Mavericks. This is a bitter rivalry. These two schools do not like each other. It's an in-state rivalry. Those are always a lot of fun. Being Having played for one of the teams that has a very big in-state rival, two of them, if you count Adams State as well, with Colorado School of Mines, but Western always like playing. We we like playing in the state of Colorado, and I know it's a big deal. Colorado School of Mines has been dominating the other schools in in the state. They've just been running roughshod over everybody else, so this is going to be a big one. I'm excited for it. This will be a major step into figuring out how the conference title is going to take place, and if Colorado School of Mines wins this game, it'll take them one step Closer to securing that step on their way to possibly a national championship. That was the goal established by their head coach at the beginning of the season. So let's start looking at how both of these teams looked last week. Like I mentioned at the beginning, Colorado School of Mines beat South Dakota Mines 44-24. It was uh, easy, relatively easy. If you actually look at the statistics of this game, it's funny. I wrote about it in my column that you guys can go read uh, on D2Football.com. Looking just at statistics... It looks like South Dakota Mines dominated this game. It looks like they ran the ball, threw it all over the yard, ran it up and down the ore diggers. And the ore diggers, they have decent stats, but nobody really stands out. Makata didn't throw for 500 yards, uh, and Zimmon didn't run for four touchdowns. But you have the situation where Colorado School of Mines just knows that you know you can move the ball as much as you want we're going to tighten up we're going to make sure that you have to earn every single point that you get because our offense is such a well-oiled machine that we're going to be able to put up points so far this season that really hasn't been disproven it's been the offense that's been dragging the ore diggers out of some of these holes that they've been in uh, like at west texas a&m at colorado or excuse me when they hosted western colorado their defense had a big stop their special teams played a big part into this win as well as one of their special teams members got Mac Player of the Week to go along with Zeman's Offensive Player of the Week. So Colorado School Minds Mines was dominant in this last game. Uh, top performers. I did mention Michael Zeman. He didn't have four touchdowns. He had three touchdowns. Uh, he was He's just a scoring machine. He's one of those guys where he, when he initially went in because of injury, we were thinking, oh, finally a little bit of a break. And when Zeman came in, he took the reins and he basically ran everybody over. Uh, That was his coming out party act in 2019. He's adding on to it so far in this year. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull those stats real quick for him. Uh, But he's honestly, Michael Zeman, I think is, if it wasn't for Josh Cummings, would be looked at as the number one running back in the conference. There's an argument to be said. I think Zeman has more touchdowns than Josh Cummings. But with the way that both of them run the ball, It's a a good year for running backs in this conference in a a conference that's really littered with running back history. It's really great to see these two new guys stepping into the fold. Uh, Here we go. Michael Zeman. Michael Zeman, running back. All righty. Captain. Senior captain. Statistics... Michael Zemon for the twenty twenty one football season so far through seven games has a total of seven hundred ninety nine yards, ten touchdowns, and he also has another hundred and fifty-eight receiving and two touchdowns. Offensive MVP for the for the ore diggers him and Magata in the backfield, it's just a deadly combination. You can't you're gonna cover up the quarterback run. Well, Zeman's gonna run over the top of you. And you want to take the run away completely. Makita can throw as well. It's John Makita having a great season, uh, and also a come coming back season to try and make sure that what we saw from him wasn't a fluke. And so far, living living up to the billing, 1,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, and he's limited his interceptions greatly. Four interceptions on the season. There's been quarterbacks so far this year that have thrown four in one game. It's great. What, they're be, what they've been able to do. This is going to be a big, big matchup between them and the Colorado Mesa Mavericks. So now let's go over to the other side of this matchup. The Mesa Mavericks enjoyed their drubbing of Fort Lewis. It's always great when you can take that long. It's not that long of a bus ride for these two teams, but you take that ride over Red Mountain Pass, and you know in your heart of hearts that there's no way you're going to lose this game. And that's exactly what everybody's done when they've gone to Raid Dennison Memorial Field. It's almost like the the Skyhawks open up the doors and would like you to score and would like you to win in their stadium because they obviously don't. That being said, uh, Colorado Mesa did come in and handle their business. They jumped out to a 14-3 lead and, and didn't surrender another point, adding scores in each of the next three quarters as well. As a team, the Mavericks ran for a total of 338 yards. Uh, led individually by Derek Holmes with 133-yard performance with two touchdowns. Hunter Karst looked great at quarterback for Colorado Mesa. This is the thing that I said in the column, and this is the thing that I'm going to bring up to this, this matchup. Colorado Mines has struggled with the teams that can be just as athletic as they are. If they're not more talented than you, they might struggle against you. I think you can look at the New Mexico Highlands game. I think you can look at the Western Colorado game. And I think you can look at this matchup and you can confidently say that there's a lot of kids on this Colorado Mesa team that are much more athletic than a lot of the kids on the Colorado School of Mines team. Now, the issue has been in those games when everything is even or slightly in favor of the opponent. Colorado Mines does not have mental lapses. They don't make mistakes. There's never an opening for you to take advantage of. And most of the time, the other team gives it to them. Against Western, it was a fumble in overtime and a bad coaching decision. Uh, Against New Mexico Highlands, it was God giving them a weather delay and then just being able to, to shore up in the second half. So, yes, I think that this game is going to be close. I think at least for a while. I am predicting that Colorado Mines is going to stay undefeated. They're going to make sure that they continue on through the rest of their schedule. They don't want to give any reason for them not to be in the playoffs this year or win the conference. So they're going to try and, hand, they're not going to be distracted. They're going to handle their business. They're going to go, try and go back home with a win after going out to Grand Junction. Mesa, I think, will keep this thing close for a while. I think that they're going to have some mistake. Remember, Colorado Mesa lost to CISU Pueblo in overtime a couple weeks ago. And that was due to a mental error as well. This is going to be, if Mesa is going to be for real, this is going to be the game that they prove it. And this is going to be a good, solid victory for a Colorado School of Mines team that needs to start racking up really solid wins to make sure that they stay up in those regional rankings and get a good spot in the playoffs if they are going to make that run. I think they'll have a pretty decent spot right now. They're not getting a ton of national love, but they are, in my opinion... A top two team in the country, I think they can stack up with anybody, and I'm interested to see what the ore diggers are able to do uh, coming out of last week's game against South Dakota Mines and going into this matchup against Colorado Mesa. And now let's wrap things up, looking at the standings so far. Going into Week Eight, we have Colorado School of Mines staying on top, five and zero in the conference, seven and zero overall and uh, they have their game coming up this week against Colorado Mesa. My final score prediction for that one, I have Colorado School of Mines winning 30-22. to 22. So Colorado Mesa, my prediction, stays a little bit closer, but they do still end up falling, just don't have uh, the mental capability or just the execution, executional expertise that the School of Mines or Diggers have. Uh, next up here, Western Colorado sitting there at number two. in the conference, 6-1 overall, and the Mountaineers enjoyed a big win over Black Hills last week. Western is going to be taking on South Dakota Mines this weekend. My final score prediction for that game, I have Western Colorado coming out on top. Uh, It's 28-13. That is in Rapid City is where that game is taking place. Number three team in the RMAC, Colorado Mesa, 4-1 in the conference, 5-1 overall. They obviously take on the Colorado School of Mines Ore Diggers. I have them losing a close one, 30-22. Uh, number four team, CSU Pueblo, 4-1 and one in the conference now, 4-3 and three overall. The Thunderwolves are going to be taking on the Adams State Grizzlies. So I think that they'll be able to bounce back and get a win. Uh, Adams State, if CSU Pueblo still isn't 100% right, Adams could give them a little bit of a scare. But I do think that they have enough to be able to just win this one easily. I have that final score prediction being CSU Pueblo 35, Adams State 10. Adams would drop to 0-8 on the season. Um, next up, number five in the conference, Shadron State. 3-3 three and three in the conference, 3-4 and four overall. Shadron had a nice win last weekend, and this is a good chance for them. They go up against Fort Lewis. This is a good chance for them to finally get their first back-to-back set of wins uh, all season. And now... I have that final score prediction, Fort Lewis 10, Shadron State 38. Number six, the Black Hills State Yellow Jackets, 2-3 and three in the conference, 4-3 and three overall. They are going to be playing, hosting New Mexico Highlands this weekend. My final score prediction for that one might surprise people. I have New Mexico Highlands beating Black Hills in Spearfish, 35-20. to 20. Uh, I think that this is a New Mexico Highlands team that had a big win, and they're going to want to string a couple together. Um, but then they they also could not deal with the travel well. There's always that X factor when you're going up to South Dakota. But I have uh, Black Hills not being not getting past the Cowboys. Number seven in the conference, South Dakota Mines, two and three in the conference, four and three overall as well. They have their game against uh, Western Colorado, and I had that final score prediction as 28-13 Mountaineers. Number number nine in the conference. That is the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. They're playing. Uh, Black Hills. I have them beating Black Hills this weekend. They're sitting at two and four in the conference and two and five overall. Rounding out, Adams State, Fort Lewis, both zero and five and zero and six respectively. Zero and se- or, excuse me in the conference, zero and seven both overall. Fort Lewis is is really really bad. I think they're going to get hammered this weekend at home. And uh, Adams, they, ha- they have a chance, but I don't think that uh, CSU Pueblo is going to be that distracted coming off of their loss last week. That's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of the Top of the Mountain Podcast. I do appreciate everybody listening. I apologize for missing out last week. Be sure uh, I will be sure to make sure that I have every single week covered moving forward of the conference and uh, getting through to the playoffs. I'm excited. It looks like we'll have at least one representative, maybe a couple more. We'll be back next week to talk about more RMAC football. And uh, before we do send you guys off, be sure to follow at feotvpod and at Dago Express so that you can keep up with everything going on with this show. My columns release on d2football.com every Thursday morning. And this podcast is on that platform as well as all other podcasting platforms Friday mornings. And uh, final thing, be sure if you're a sports better, Use MyBookie. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use our promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H. You'll automatically double your first deposit up to $1,000. This is a limited time offer, so you got to get on it now and make sure you uh, don't miss out on this great opportunity. But that's MyBookie, our great sponsor with the far end of the bench, and uh, I'm going to bring them over to this show as well because I really enjoy working with them. Thank you, everybody, very much for tuning in to another week of the Top of the Mountain Podcast. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, enjoy your weekend. Have some nice Fun watching football, and we will catch you guys back here next week.